I can only ever read anything about true events as well. I can't read like fantasy or fiction, not fiction, sorry, like fantasy or anything. It's got to be about something in history that's actually happened. I only find interesting in like, in, in, in real sort of stuff and like how people are feeling and that sort of thing. I feel like that's where the inspiration comes on. It comes in with it. And I feel like that's why I write the way I do because I have such an interest in other people's stories and other people's lives and things like that. Oh, I love that. This is a test. This station was conducting a test of the emergency broadcast system. This is only a test. This concludes this test of the emergency broadcast system. I'm a big fan of boys from the north of England playing indie rock. Partly because I'm a boy from the north of England who really likes and indeed used to play. I was in a band, you know. A bit of indie rock. But also because, and I can say this with some authority, having worked at the coalface of music media for an awful lot of years, there's long been a whole lot of snobbery about that demographic making music and that music being made. And yet right now there's something of an indie rock resistance taking place in Britain, a renaissance so to speak. And at the front of the pack is the K's from Earlstown St. Helens, who I've been a fan of since hearing their excellent debut single Sarajevo back in 2017. It's taken them a bit of time to get a debut album ready for release. Hey, there was a world-shuttering pandemic between then and now. Don't judge them too harshly. But on March 22nd, that debut album, I wonder if the world knows, is finally due for release, with the UK headline run to follow the month after that. I spoke to frontman Jamie Boyle and guitarist Ryan Breslin on this episode about football, about darts and about books. You know, the important stuff. And I feel like I got a much clearer idea of who the band are and where I think they're going. Hey, before we get into the episode proper, I just wanted to say that if you want to support the podcast... And people say this to me all the time, James, how do I support the podcast? They do, they really do. Then there really is no better way to do that than subscribing to the Patreon link in the show notes. I mean, you can leave a rating and a review on Spotify or Apple. That really helps get the podcast further up the music podcast rankings. And you can tell your friends or write I Love the James at Mar Music Podcast on the walls of public toilets. If you do that and you get caught, don't tell anyone I told you to do that. Nobody likes a grass. But yeah, subscribing to the Patreon is the very best way you can show your support. I mean, you love this podcast. Again, people tell me this. It's Valentine's Day soon. Don't piss around sending cards or buying chocolates to send to strangers. They're not going to shag you. I mean, I'm not going to shag you either, but I will make a load of exclusive episodes for you. Once again, link in the show notes. Right, let's get into the episode proper. You join me, Jamie Boyle, and Ryan Breslin, a.k.a. Half of the K's, and as you will soon hear, 
a lovely time was had by all. I've got to warn you, I interviewed Engelbert Humperdinck this morning. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's the that's the bar to clear. It was it was a good yeah, chat. We got big yeah, we talked a lot about darts. He's really into oh, darts. Yeah. Oh, you got the wrong members on. Nathan oh, Pearce as well for the last two weeks ever since that final. I mean, I don't want to like kind of revert to type, sort of you know, lads in a sort of an indie rock band. I don't want to presume you like darts, but I did wonder. I did wonder. Our drummer loves it. He fucking went out and bought some new darts, and he wants yeah, to take a yeah. board on top. Let him. I mean, the darts oh, is where it's at. Shit. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Uh, well, there's only one way he's going to get better. So, listen, it's been nice to speak to you. I've yeah, liked you. I've liked your band for ages and ages. Uh, I remember when I, I remember when I first heard Sarajevo. That was my way in, and just thought that was. Uh, I just thought that just was such a fantastic song. Um, that feels quite a long time ago now, um, and I, I guess that I guess the thing that really interests me about your band, which I was going to start with, is that you know you've really been building and building and building and consistently putting out good songs, but it's, it feels like it's been a while getting to the record, getting to an album. What? Why so, do you think that is? No, so I think what happened was we were doing so well releasing singles, and we had no real direction because. Um, it was sort of like, I don't want to say overnight success because obviously we're nowhere near the level we want to be, but we just put a song out without knowing what was going on with Sarajevo. And before we knew it, it was on a million streams in like the first couple of weeks. And we were like, what's going on here? We just put on all these playlists. So, And when the live started picking up really quickly and stuff. So we we didn't really, we were just winging it, weren't we? Completely. And we still are yeah. to an extent. Like, but I mean, uh, we just didn't really know what was going on. And then I reckon we got to a level where we started having the label meets and stuff like that in 2019. And we'd had we we had a fair few. We had a, we'd had a, a good few uh, label meetings, and the the talk of albums and stuff was uh, was coming about. And then obviously COVID it, and then the backlog from COVID with everybody's albums. Like nobody wants to sign new artists after COVID because they're actually they've already got haven't put an album out for two years. Um, but I think Paddy will agree with me. Ryan will agree with me. Um, when we say we're glad it happened because this this is the time for us to release our first album. It wouldn't be anywhere near as good. We weren't as good then. We weren't. Uh, we hadn't our craft as much, um, so we're, we're glad it's happening now. But it has been a long time coming for us as well. Um, yeah, it felt felt like we would take it. And COVID, everybody had in it, and it was like, it was a difficult time to get through that. Especially when we felt like we're finally going to release our album and sign a deal and stuff. But in hindsight, it's all worked out for the best, I reckon. Yeah, that's a, that's a very positive way of looking at it. Um, it is. I mean, I when I was saying that, I almost had completely blanked out the pandemic from my mind. <laughs> so which I'm sure a lot of us do. There was an element of we didn't want to necessarily. It's not necessarily we didn't have an album before the pandemic hit, but we didn't want to waste it in a way because people drop kind of albums or EPs and things, and without sort of the right timing or the right backing and stuff like that, it can be a lot of things can be wasted. I think so. We just sort of held tight, and the singles were doing well on their own. So why sort of rush it? We wanted it to be right. You know what I mean? And it, and it felt right when we when we announced the debut album. Yeah, yeah. No, it makes it no, it makes sense. Why? Why do you think that people? I mean, I don't know whether this is something that you know bands do really, but I, I suppose it's something that consumes the minds of people like myself, maybe more than the people who are making the music. But why do you think that people talk to you so quickly? 
think I don't know. You know, I feel like I think it's the live shows was a big thing, wasn't it? Like I think because we learned so we learned our craft, and I think that's what we all think we're best at is the live side of things, and and that's where we really built the fan base. And I think everyone in that room fucking loves what we do. You know what I mean? Everyone's in the room for the same reason, and everyone's having a fucking well good time. It kind of I think that's how we started the fan base, and I think a lot of people just sort of like the music because of going to the gigs as opposed to yeah. releasing it. I, and then feel, we, we, I feel like we we are a bit different as well in the fact of like there's loads we sort of fall into a gap in the middle of people say that well they said it on radio one the other day that we're poppy we're punky we're rocky and we're indie uh, and we mix all these things into one there's so much power in the songs but the but they're also really poppy and the vocals are quite poppy and we have the really catchy riffs and stuff and i think the mix of it all together really took me out savvy abel's a perfect example of that because it's nice and poppy but at the same time it's really sort of drivey and punky and energetic and i think that mix people just like their ears started pricking up straight away and then once they got on board early doors they just stuck with us and we're just growing and growing and it's snowballing so yeah, yeah. yeah it, I've got a real soft spot for bands like yourself. I'm not saying that you know you are you are unique in your field. I think for lots of reasons, which I might get to. But I uh, I've got a real soft spot for you know I've got a, a real soft spot for men from the north, young men from the north playing guitars and ex- expressing themselves in that way. I suppose, for want of a better term, you would call it indie music. It's yeah. kind of what it's kind of what I was brought up on. Uh, you know, I'm from the north. It's music that speaks to me. But I, I also, as someone who's worked in the music industry for a long time, I, I sort of noticed. I've, I've increasingly noticed the sort of snobbery about about the kind of music that you make. Like when I was at the NME, there was a little period where it was almost like there was some of my colleagues that were a bit ashamed, really, that the majority of the people who bought our magazine liked indie music. But I, I feel like there is a sort of a bit of a renaissance going on. I feel like that music, it's like there's, you know, I go to football and I speak to people at football, lad, lads at football who really, really are passionate about indie music. But it's just that, like, that stuff doesn't really get into the press anymore. Is mm. What's your take on that? That was a preview of a Patreon-exclusive episode. If you want to hear the full thing, you should hear the full thing. It's really good. Then you should subscribe to the Patreon. Link in the show notes. See you over there.